0: I want to just share uh, some things related to uh, why we really do want to celebrate and we must celebrate a Christmas. And uh, on your program, you'll see the image and you'll see here on the screen the idea of that hope is alive. And we've been talking about this uh, the last month here at Ridgeview. I think we live in a time now, uh, if you're like me, uh, because of the news because of what's going on in our lives, because of all of the things that are weighing us down, that this statement, hope is alive, is something that we actually might be skeptical of. Uh, it's very easy uh, to wonder, uh, is hope here? Is it alive? Is this something that I can actually experience? Um, we face times of darkness and times of unknown. Uh, the world is still dealing with COVID and variants and sickness and the unknown related to that, the economy, and and then in our nation, the same. And then also in our lives, we have all of that unknown, plus uh, what we are dealing with ourselves. And so it's in these times where we actually have to uh, anchor ourselves to the truth. Because if we anchor ourselves to our circumstances, or if we anchor ourselves to the culture, or if we anchor ourselves to the news, It will shift every single day, and it feels like a roller coaster. Now, roller coasters are fun when you pay and you go for a day, but as a life, you really get nauseous. We can't live like that. And so the hope of Christmas and that hope is alive is that we can actually anchor ourselves uh, to Jesus. Uh, He actually doesn't change, and he is who he is, and he will be there for us as we call on him and so what I want to do is just talk about the hope that we have in him and why that makes a difference uh, for us. And so let's dig in. The first thing is just Jesus, uh, he is the light of the world and darkness uh, cannot overcome him. That's why hope is alive. Hope is not powerful for hope's sake. You only have hope if your hope is placed in something actually not of this world. And for Christians, when they decide to follow Christ, they're placing their hope in Jesus. But everyone places their hope in something. The issue is, is your hope gonna come through for you? Does your hope change? Can your hope be counted on? If your hope is in yourself, what do you do when you fail? If your hope is in somebody else, what do you do when they don't come through? So the the Bible is continually pointing us to remind us that we're people of hope and that we don't have to chase hope. Hope came to us. And that's what Jesus did. I wanna read the scriptures. You'll see it on the screen here. And um, if you... Our new to Ridgeview in that program is a listening guide, and you can use that uh, to track, and you can take notes, and I encourage you to do that, or you can just listen. But this is what the scriptures say in John 1. This is a narrative about Jesus' life. It says, in him, talking about Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There is darkness in this world, there's no doubt. There's actually darkness in our own hearts because of our experiences, because of our choices. There's no doubt. But what the scripture is saying is that when Jesus came to this earth, he left the glory of heaven and left all that was rightfully his, and he humbled himself, and he came to this earth to bring light. And in that light, that represents hope. And those are two of the key words you can see. In him was was life, that he is alive, and that's why hope is alive. Jesus came. He lived a perfect life. He pointed people towards the Father God so we could have a relationship with him. He then died for our sins, but but he rose again. And that's the, the cornerstone of the Christian faith, the fact that God was killed in the person of Jesus, but death could not conquer him. And because death could not conquer him, darkness cannot conquer him. And so in him, in Christ, was life, But notice how it continues. It says, and the life was the light of men. Really, another way of saying it is he came and he was life, but that life is actually given to us. That life became something that we could see. It became this light that illuminates the darkness. This is the best news that we could ever hear, that God came and he brought life, and that life, which is found in the hope in Jesus, the person that we celebrate at Christmas that actually translates into a light that lights our path. We can begin to see for the first time. Uh, here's an image of a, of a manger, uh, just a depiction of what it would have looked like. And you could see the star overhead. This is according to the scriptures that they you follow the star and you'll find baby Jesus in the manger, in a stable and swaddling cloths. But this also represents what that scripture that I just read you is that That star represents the light that's found in Christ. And what you find is actually really the opposite. It's not the star that's lighting. It's actually the star that comes from Jesus or the light that comes from Jesus that actually radiates all of the world. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas, the fact that your life and my life can look like this. Now, that's not the the most hopeful picture. You're not thinking like, where can I get that print so I can put it all over my house? Because there's a lot of darkness there. You try to print that on a black and white printer using a lot of ink, But the hope is that the light is there. And where the light is, there is no darkness. And what happens as you decide to follow Christ, the light actually grows. And because that light grows, and darkness cannot overcome it, there's less darkness. And as that light grows, there's less darkness. And as that light grows, there's less darkness. And that is the promise of Jesus, and that is why we can have hope. No matter the darkness in your life, in our world, in our culture, In our country, there is a light that comes from Jesus that will never, ever be snuffed out. Here's another promise Uh, a few verses later in John chapter 1. It says, the true light, that is Christ, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, almighty, from the beginning, the creator, the eternal one. Yet the world did not know him. he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. This is a really the people that the Jewish people, the Israelites, the people that were longing for the Messiah he came and all the people that were longing for him and waiting for the light to appear they just said, no that that's not the light we want. That's not the light we've hoped for. It's very interesting because if you think about light, have you ever been like fast asleep, maybe enjoying a, a nap or maybe it's early in the morning in these winter months? and a light turns on, and what's your first in, like, impulse? Like, oh, it's terrible. Like, turn that off. And that's a lot of how Jesus can appear to people. No, that's not the light we want. We want something else. And his own people had that view of him. And it goes on, and it says, but to all who did receive him, this is the good news. Because if, if you're not Jewish, we are part of what the scriptures call, we're Gentiles. Those are non-Jewish people. It means everyone, but for those, everyone who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So the picture is this. All of us without God are actually like children of of darkness, meaning like we want to move forward, we want to make progress, but we're on a path that we can't see. Again, if you've ever been in a situation where, you know, in North Fontana, we have strong winds and the power goes out. You ever had that at your house? You know, the winds come, you're like, well, Thanksgiving this year. They're like, just so you know, you might not have any power. Hopefully, you're not cooking anything, right? But if the power goes out and it's dark, you know, you're walking around, you you can't see anything at all. But the crazy thing about light is you don't realize how valuable it is until you don't have it. The last time the power went out at my house, uh, we were just invited friends over. And it's like, welcome to our home. We're so glad you're here. And we don't believe in power because we can't see each other. And so we, we were flashlights, we started a fire outside. We're going old school. We're, we're going back to our roots, you know, and flashlights, cell phones, not that old school because we have that. But um, And it's, you know, we're like, we're so glad you're here. Let's have some coffee, but we need to grind the beans, and there's no power. I'm thinking like, dude, we're, we need a stone. We're just going to grind them down and No, we didn't. We just went to a car that had a plug, and it worked. Anyways, that's beside beside the point. But how many times, like, during that whole interval of hours, I kept walking in the rooms like, "Ah, that's weird. There's no light. And I flipped the switch. Oh, that's right. The power's out. Two minutes later. Oh, yeah, I need to flip the switch. Oh, that's right. Do you know how many times I've done that? Tell me you've done that before. Thank you. You guys are like, whoa. You don't get it, do you? No, I, I... and what I realized is in that moment is uh, that kind of represents what the scriptures are talking about right now. And that is without God and the hope of Christ, we are people that are living in the darkness and we keep trying to turn on a switch to turn on a light. But if it's not in Christ, the light never comes on. And what the culture and world tells you is that there's light in that switch and that switch could be success. And you turn the switch on and guess what? There's no light but you give yourself to it. You give yourself to your job. You give yourself to building your bank account and you think that's going to illuminate your life and you turn the switch and there's no power. Or they say, you know what, Never mind. Give your switch, your, the power will be happiness. And so you, you get happy and you feel good. But as we know what happiness is, like from one day to the next, or sometimes from one hour to the next, happiness fades. And then we're not as happy. And then we turn on the switch of our happiness to illuminate our life and it doesn't work. And I could go on and on. And what the world tells us and what our hearts tell us is, like, we have to find the light within ourselves. We have to follow, find the light within our family, within who people say that we are. What the scriptures are saying is we are just children of darkness that are playing in the darkness, and we keep trying to turn the light on it. It never comes on. And what Jesus came to do is say, you do not have to flip the switch and keep trying on your own effort or your own power to make light in the darkness. You cannot do it. The only way that the light comes on is through Jesus. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. The fact that we did not have to come up with a solution to ourselves. God sent his son. He initiated. He loved And he did all that was necessary for us to experience. And so the next point as I close out is this. Jesus is the light of the world and darkness cannot overcome him. As you turn and you follow him, you give your life to him, the light that he has brought lives in you. It will change your life. And all of us are from different backgrounds, different experiences, maybe even different religions, different ideas, and all are welcome. But there comes a point in life where we have to decide what am I giving my life to? What am I gonna give, give my, my energy to? And, and Christ says, like, you don't, you don't have to keep searching. I came for you. I came out of love for you so that you could experience light for the first time and you can begin to see what is really reality, how God created you, how God created the world. And so as you turn to Christ and you decide to follow him, what happens is his light that he brought lives inside you. And what God wants to do is this. We can make a difference in our world as we let God's hope shine through us. That's the difference. We don't have the light within ourselves. Christ came so that the light could be in us. And as we choose to follow him and surrender to him, the way I say that is following Christ is like you make him like the boss of your life. That is, he gets to call the shots. He gets to decide, according to his word, how to view what success is. And when he's the boss of your life, you decide like, I'm gonna adopt Jesus' view of success and I'm gonna make that my own view of success. And you could see that again and again, like how to relate to people, how to deal with conflict, how to deal when uh, you're, somebody's offended you and, and you keep adopting God's ways and God's ways and that's what it means to make him the boss. He leads you. And as he leads you and you make more and more decisions his way, the light in you grows. I think all of us wanna make a difference we want to make a difference in our, our families. We want to make a difference in our community. But very few know how to actually do that. Well, Christ came and said, like, if you follow me and you give your life to me, the light in you will grow. And as you join people who are doing the same, that light will continue to grow and grow and the darkness will dissipate. You find this uh, in Scripture in the same book, but a few chapters ahead. And this is John chapter eight. And it says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I don't know one person who doesn't wish that there'd be a light that would radiate in this world, like hope. Don't you agree? Everyone wants more hope in the world. We don't wake up like, you know what? I wish things were more depressing. You ever woken up like that? I wish my life would unravel a little bit more. No, we we actually have a pretty hopeful view. We we hope for more. God made He actually put eternity in our hearts. We actually hope for something more out of this life because God made us for forever. We're eternal, and we have this sense like I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So He came in with the light of life. Remember, He gave it to men. We choose to follow Him. It radiates from us. In Matthew five. This is a different book, but still the words of Jesus. And he says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, this is one of the most interesting things about Christianity. We celebrate Christmas and whether you're familiar with the Christmas story or not, there's this sense of like, okay, there's this baby, and he's special. But, it, but it's much more than that. At Christmas, we're reminded again that God pursued us, he initiated, and he brought life, and he brought light where it would not exist without him. But what's interesting about Christianity, what sets it apart from every other religion or spirituality is this. The change of the world happens through the people that God changes. God wants to change us, and as he changes us, we're a part of bringing change into the world. So if you wanna know how the hope can grow in this world, it will grow through you. It will grow through your choices. It will grow as you hand more and more of your life over to Jesus, and you give yourself fully, and you surrender to him. The hope in you will grow, and then the hope will grow in the world because of what God's doing in you. And that's the best, I think, reminder of Christmas. This is not ce- celebrating somebody distant from an ancient land in an ancient time. It's actually celebrating the one who came to this earth so we could have a relationship with him, so he could know us and we could know him personally. Now, what Jesus is saying is that don't hide that light, what God's doing. And he says, you know, don't hide it under a basket. In the ancient times, the idea was like, you know, a candle would light the whole house, but if you put a basket over it, that candle can no longer be seen. So there's, there's no more light. And I think the basket is really a, like an analogy of the things that uh, we struggle with. Uh, for some, it could be fear. God wants the hope in you to shine. He wants to change your life, but you're so gripped by fear. Anyone struggle with fear? Yeah. You're fearful to even raise your hand, right? <laughs> We all struggle with fear. For some, it could be a doubt. For some, it could be just feeling lonely, isolation, anger, frustration, shame, the things that we've done that we're not proud of. These are all the baskets which we tend to kind of squelch the light and the hope that God wants to use in our life. So I wanna encourage you, when we celebrate Jesus, we're celebrating a light that changes our lives. And no matter what you've done, who you are, and where you're from, his light will shine in your life if you ask him. If you follow him, he will transform you. And you don't have to hide that under a basket. You can let his light shine in your life, and it will change the world. So two key questions is this. Who in your life... Can you shine hope toward? Who in your life can you shine hope toward? I don't know about you, but I know there's people in my life that God has placed that I can make a difference in. I think that's what adds value to life. If we're just people that we just come and we just leave for work or we're on our computers at home and we leave and we go to the store and we just keep coming back, we close the garage and we're closed off, the light is under the basket of our own isolation, and so a key question is, who in your life can you shine hope towards? Who has God placed on your path that you can give hope to? If people need hope, how can God use you to give it? So the scriptures say, let your light, I think it's up there on the screen, let your light shine before others. And so I just want to encourage you. This Christmas is an opportunity. doesn't matter where you are. Just think to yourself, is there somebody in my life that I could encourage, that I could just express appreciation for. It could be a spouse, it could be a, your kids, it could be a neighbor, it could be a coworker. But who could God use? How could he use you to bring that hope? So that's the first question. So I encourage you, write, write their name right now on your phone, on your notes, just write their name if they came to mind. Let your light shine. That's the first step. And then the next is, is the what. And that is how uh, can your hope shine? And so what I thought is if this is true, right? If Jesus came and he was real and he brought light, and if you choose to follow him, that light lives in you. Let's say all of that is true and real. Would that change the world? Do you guys think? You guys awake? You haven't even eaten much yet, right? But yeah, if, if all this is true then it would change the world. And I believe it is true. So here's some things that God could use you. How can your hope shine? The first is uh, connect with somebody by initiating a conversation. How many of you are like extroverts? You love initiating with people? Okay, good. Keep doing that. The rest of you, (laughs) who's terrified of initiating with anyone? Yeah, I see you. You're welcome here too. But it doesn't matter who you are, your personality. um, You can bring hope by just taking initiative with somebody. And it could just be like, hi, my name is, what's your name? And then smile. Always follow it up with a smile, that helps. But just take initiative with somebody. That can bring hope. Another is uh, bake, bake cookies and deliver them to like a neighbor. Christmas is the best time. You give food to people and just say, hey, I just wanted to make you something for Christmas just to, to bless you, just saying thanks for being my neighbor. Could that bring hope to somebody? Absolutely. Next, share my story of hope with, is there a way you could share what God's done in your life with somebody? Now, this is where it gets a little bit real. Like, okay, I could, bake cookies, I could say hi, but you wanted me to actually get deep. Do you know how many people are just walking around like, man, I wish I had hope, I wish I had hope, I wish I had hope? And then we exist as people like, hey, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Good. I wish I had hope, I wish I had hope, I wish I had hope. So there's just times you're like, you know what? I don't think I've ever just shared just kind of my story. And people are like, oh, what what are we doing? Is this formal? Like, is there music about to play? But people are longing for deep relationships. But you know what they're doing? They're waiting for somebody. If you have the hope of Christ, they're waiting for you. So take the initiative. Uh, The next is uh, share the gospel. This is how how to become a Christian. That is, who is Jesus and how can people connect with him? That's the Christmas story. There's so many people in our country, they know about Jesus. They know maybe a little bit about Christmas. But there's a lot that don't even know what it means to be a Christian. And God might want to use you to share that. Now, when I say that, you're like, no, no. I think, I think he means like that other person. No, he, he could actually use you. And what could God do through that? And then last is just pray for my neighborhood every day. Just pray for them. That hope will fill the streets and the homes in your community. Could this make a difference? Well, think about your own life. If somebody did that for you, how could that help? Now, kids... How many of you guys, uh, you guys like Elf? You ever seen that? Okay, you guys like it? Adults, you like Elf? Okay, this is one of my favorite, of my favorite quotes. I think we have it. You guys want to say that with me? One, two, three. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Actually, I don't mean to like, you know, crush your Christmas dreams. That's Buddy the Elf, right? He said that. There's a different buddy that says something else. Let's read what he says. The best way to show hope is alive is to let my light shine, don't let it hide. That's Buddy the pastor. (laughs) And through the end of the year, I'm gonna be in an elf suit. No, I'm not, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. You guys are like, I'll come back for that. But this, this is true, it's the best way to spread hope is actually not through singing. The best way to spread hope is let the light shine through you. And don't be afraid to do that. That will make a difference. So as I close, uh, you have a connection card that Joel uh, told you to fill out, and I encourage you, finish filling filling that out. We're gonna receive our offering uh, in a moment. Uh, But on there, there's some next steps. And this is where you could write the name of somebody that you wanna uh, share hope with or just initiate with. And I, I encourage you, write their name. This week, I'll pray for you, you know, as you do that. Uh, There's also a place on the back of the connection card that says, uh, contact me about following Jesus. I've talked a lot about things that may be new to you, about Jesus and his his plan to shine in your life. If you've never decided to become a Christian, on the back of the connection card, there's a place that says, contact me about following Jesus. Uh, We'll send you some resources. We'll uh, contact you so you can have an idea of what does it mean to give my hope to Jesus. So I encourage you, let us know on the back. And so first next step is ask God to help me shine towards somebody, write their name on your connection card. Uh, the, the next next step is uh, to memorize John uh, 8, 12. And that's just a way that you can be reminded of, of the truth. So uh, I think we've shared a few free gifts. We're giving like the Christmas ornament. We've got some muffins outside as well, but there's, there's one other else, a high quality state-of-the-art tea light. Oops, that I almost just broke. But uh, this is just a a reminder. We're going to give this to to everyone. I think we're going to have ushers pass these out right now. Uh, This is a light that lights out, lights up, I should say. And um, we just want everyone to walk around, just walk out of here with just one of these as a reminder. Like, I can actually shine hope to others. However God wants you to do that, you, you, you can do this. And so put this in a place. You could put it uh, in your car. You could put it at home, on your dresser, wherever. You could just, as a reminder of just the light that God wants to shine in your life. So as that's getting passed around, uh, we're going to be closing out our service. We're going to sing um, a couple more songs. Uh, but we're so glad that, that you are here to worship. If, if I've never met you, I'd love... Uh, to meet you. I don't think I formally introduced myself. My name's Alex, and I'm the, the lead pastor of Ridgeview. Thank you guys for being here.